At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Live from the bunker, it's three people, a dinosaur, a human, and a pterodactyl. You decide which is which on Siftpod. Is that your best was that your best pterodactyl? <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. All right, Andrew. Andrew from Flick Freaks joining us for Siftpod today. What? Ahoy. Yeah. Big round of applause. Thank you. Golf clap. Yay me. Do your do your best dinosaur. Uh god. Danae was so good. How can I follow that? Okay. That's nice. That's nice. All right, Aaron. Wow. Stop, stop. Is stop, that just stop. breathing no, no. in? No, I don't really know what that is. We're getting it wrong. It should be ow. <laughs> That's right. Ow. 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 Yeah, we're going to chat the good dinosaur today as well as some other stuff. And welcome. Thanks for, for joining us, whether you're live or later. We love doing this thing every week. It is Fridays. the 25th episode of Sif Pop. And if you're wondering. Uh, if you're wondering about, like, can you hear the the little bit of rasp and congestion going on here? Yeah. You know, it may be because I spent the night outside in 20 degree weather just, a, you know, like a couple nights ago. Overnight, an entire day, oh, an evening. Congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. You're Everest. You, cl- I, you climbed. I climbed my Everest. I Mount now, Chick Everest. I have uh, <laughs> in my possession 52 free Chick-fil-A meals because I stayed there for when 24 hours. When you say hours. that it's in your possession... 52 Chick-fil-A meals, mm-hmm. I envision that you have a pile of Chick-fil-A meals. <laughs> that is right. not the case. That's right. Yeah, that's how they do it. They just give you all the food, At and it's once. up to you to take care of it. Like, you know, now, not to let it go bad. Whenever I heard that it's a year free of Chick-fil-A, yeah. and then I found out later it's only 52, so one one meal a week. A meal a week, yeah, is yeah. basically what they do. It's different than what I expected. <laughs> do you expect <laughs> do you just to be able to walk into Chick-fil-A and get yeah, food anytime, anytime you want? For an entire year, I totally did. If I'm gonna, what do you, how long did you stay out there? Over 24 hours? Yeah. Just 24 hours. Yeah, it was 24 just hours. Just 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Uh, Wednesday morning to 6 a.m. Thursday morning. Okay. Surviving in 20 degree weather, which is why you sound raspy, because you actually also yeah. have... Like cold burn on your face. I'm a little red. Yeah, a little bit of wind burn. Yeah. Is it too early for you to decide if it was worth it or not? Oh, no. No, it was worth it. Okay. Even when I was waking myself up from shivering in the middle of the night, uh, I still I felt asked, like it was worth it. I asked him how he was sleeping because he was sleeping in the parking lot, you know, in a tent, but, tent, you know, on yeah. the parking lot on the asphalt, which does not, it, it's cold itself, doesn't really help with anything. AKA base camp. Right. That's right. <laughs> that was his base camp. Uh huh. The Sherpas would come out with food every once in a while. Oh, and he so said, nice. <laughs> he said that he would wake up pretty frequently, like maybe every hour. Yeah, I but slept what would about wake six him hours, up, but I woke up about seven times, probably. What woke him up was the shivering. Yeah. His body would be shivering, and that's what woke him up. <laughs> So here's what happened. He burned all the calories he's going to make up for the 52 That's right. sandwiches by shivering in the cold. It's an amazing right. game plan, plan the whole time. That's right. Amazing weight loss plan. In the chat, uh, happening live, everyone agreeing, totally worth it. 
Absolutely. Is yeah, your, I have not questioned it once. Is your husband in the chat right now? No. Well, if he's not that I can see. Well, if he's going to listen to this later, I need to tell him thank you for his Green Bay mojo last night uh. because. Aaron Rodgers' throw is going to guarantee me a spot in the playoffs this year. So Wow. So I need to thank your husband so this for morning, I don't want to like, degrade this podcast into sports talk. Degrade. But can we please not talk <laughs> about the Lions? Sports, is sports part of pop culture? Uh, yeah, kind of. I think it's considered right. its You're own thing. You're a Lions thing. fan, aren't you? I am a Lions this fan. Is, oh. It's interesting that you brought that up because um, this morning... Justin was telling me about what had happened yeah, in, just the, for in the game last night. Yeah, just doesn't know, the Lions lost in horrific fashion again. Like, But it's like a the worst. A 61-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, And so I'm, I'm listening and I'm like getting excited about it. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm actually, this is really cool. I can't wait to talk to Aaron about it. And then Justin said, <laughs> He's like, no, no, you don't talk don't to Aaron, talk about, to Aaron, Aaron this. about it. So I wasn't going to bring it up. Aaron already had the Michigan-Michigan State game this year with the incredible... Oh, kickers Botched. this year. What's wrong with kickers? Uh, I'm loving how this podcast is now turning into sport. <laughs> I told you I didn't want to take it there. <laughs> well, you got the Lions fan all riled up. <laughs> Let, before we go into the show, just real quick, we want to say happy birthday to Monstrix. Monstrix, today is your birthday. Happy birthday to you. And Today's thank you for all of your support and your encouragement and joining us in the chat and pushing our show. We really appreciate you. So happy birthday. Do we have a special happy birthday song you. from yeah. Sif Pop? Mm-hmm. What is it? How's it go? Happy birthday to you. No, 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 no. You can't do that one. We'll get get sued. We'll get sued if we do that one. Oh. No, it's not. It's public domain. No. It's not? No, it's famously not public domain. You will never hear it in TV shows or movies because it costs Uh. a fortune. Somebody owns that song? Oh, yes. Okay, let's try it again. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's not the same thing. It kind of Ours is. Ours is just the version where you're slowing and speeding up the tape for the record. I cannot believe happy birthday is not public domain. It is not public domain. Uh, and you will hear it in some things, but they paid a fortune to use it. That is fascinating. Yeah, yeah, Wow. Yeah. We need like the NBC The More You Know star to fly across the <laughs> room dun, right dun, now. Dun, dun. Uh, and I guarantee you that's not public domain either. <laughs> let's, let's hope so. Yeah, our happy birthday song should be more like Happy Birthday from Sif Pop. Sif Pop. Happy Birthday from Sif Pop. To, to you. To you. Happy Birthday happy to Monstrix from Sif Pop. To you. Happy Birthday, Monstrix. To you. Ahoy. That was good. That was just for you. That's the happy birthday song. Next time somebody has a birthday, there's no way we'll repeat it. That may make it into a Pixar movie someday because it was so genius. All right, so speaking of which, you ready to do this thing? See. All right. Let's chew the dough. Okay. Let's sift the pop. We uh, all saw The Good Dinosaur, so we're going to chat that. Uh, I chatted a little bit of my feelings uh, last week during the Thanksgiving episode because I had seen it, but I did want to go a little bit deeper since it is Pixar and they usually do genius stuff um, about that. And then we're also going to talk some other awards contenders. And then we'll get to the poll, which is Danae finally sees. And we're going to pick a movie that Danae this has to see. This is a new segment where Ooh. I'm going to have to watch a movie that makes it to the top of the poll. And we're going to announce what the movie is this week. And that gives everybody a full week to watch. And then we can review it together as a community movie next comes Friday. Out this year or just any, any movie, movie from any, any movie, any year. mostly classics are what people are nominating. We, so we do a similar thing on because we have people on our podcast who are just like mainly TV people mm-hmm. and they don't see a lot of movies. So I'm like, ooh, I'm about to change your world. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, the one I think that's in the lead as of right this second is mm-hmm. The Godfather. 
which I haven't seen. That's a heavy one to start on. (laughs) Right? I know. I know. This is for real. This is really happening. Plus the movie's like three and a half, what, four hours long? Is it really? Yeah. It's so long. It's (laughs) a... The DVD is two discs. Oh no! Why am I doing this? Okay. And the one, the one that it's tied with is just as long and just as heavy. Was it Seven Samurai? No, oh. Lawrence of Arabia. That's a really good movie, though. Okay. I may like that wow. more than Godfather. Wow. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need all y'all's prayers. That's what's gonna happen. There is a poll at Band right now mm-hmm. uh, that you can vote on, or you can add your own choices as well. So, and if I have admin rights, I'll just delete it, and then I'll put in <laughs> things that are really fun. Well, like... we should say, hey, listen, we should say we will pick the the movie for Danae to see. The poll will help guide that, but oh, okay, because some people will suggest things, for instance, that you've already seen. You know, yeah, that's hard to do. But it might actually happen, um, so we'll uh, we'll we'll make sure we pick something good for next week. But then we'll talk about it uh, next week on Sift Pop. All right, ready to talk a good dinosaur? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's do first uh, just kind of a, an overview of the movie. So the dinosaurs have survived the catastrophe no that catastrophe. took them out. There was no catastrophe. The, the, the comet avoided Earth. The comet has avoided Earth, and so they have evolved into a speaking thinking culture somewhere set in their kind of like western prairie you yeah. know era Aggregarian. just a reminder mm-hmm. we're not going to be doing spoilers for you right now no 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 no. this is all just, just kind a little of overview basic overview stuff and th- so we follow this dinosaur family and what happens when uh one of the dinosaur kids finds himself away from home has to make his way back and he interacts with a human which is a new species on the planet that is not quite as evolved as the dinosaurs are. So <laughs> that's what the movie follows from there on out. What did you guys generally think today? I generally was completely blown away by the environment in which this movie takes place. It is animated so beautifully mm-hmm. and it's like some of it's the best animation. I, I periscoped about it after we watched the movie yesterday and I still can't stop thinking about it. It's just like gorgeous. It looks like real world very photorealistic very photorealistic yeah, yeah. yes in fact so much so that a couple of times i had to remind myself i was watching an animated movie i mean obviously the dinosaurs themselves and the cre- creatures themselves they are very animated uh they so don't look photorealistic they don't look photorealistic but if i'm just looking at the scenery i'm like are we watching the video that was inspired you know like i couldn't so i had to remind say? myself liked it loved it was okay didn't like it hated it so in general i thought it was beautiful and for that reason i liked it and Andrew, okay, leaning towards I liked it somewhere in the middle actually. I'm yeah, I'm I'm in. I liked it, um, and I always try to figure out if I have like Pixar bias going on. I was just about to bring that up. Where it's like I expect so much from them that you know a movie like this, which is a great movie, I you know kind of am disappointed by because I want it to be transcendent. It's not <laughs> you know? Pixar perfect, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not transcendent in in that way. Yeah. Um, what did you like about it, Andrew? Um, well, I actually did like a lot of the voice acting besides the main per the main dinosaur. I wasn't really a fan of him, but like uh they had like uh Steve Zahn and Sam Elliott and I mm-hmm. thought they were great, especially Sam Elliott. Yeah. As He's the a, old T Rex. Yeah. I thought if I could talk like Sam Elliott for the rest of my life, I would live an amazing life. And <laughs> just that whole the rustler. I can't even do it because he's so bass. He's got that mm-hmm. gravel voice too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I thought the uh, concept was interesting. You know, it's definitely unique. You've never seen anything like this in any other movie. Like, 
the dinosaurs have revol- evolved into this agrarian culture where yeah. they grow crops and stuff. Like that. That's that's pretty original, yeah. It is, but if you just see like the previews or see that the dinosaur is trying don't to find get his, that, no, it looks like every dinosaur movie you've ever seen. It looks like the Land Before Time. It looks yeah. like Disney's dinosaur. You know what I mean? So, like, I think there's if if you don't know about it, I I do think it can feel even subconsciously like, man, I've seen this a million times. You know, the but, previews anyway. Yeah, but when you actually get into the concept of the movie, I think that goes away. It's a pretty fresh take. Yeah, I loved the like that it was a western. I thought they were very creative with how they played with doing like a, a Western movie in mm. such a different environment, like uh, how the T-Rexes looked like they were riding horses when they ran. That and... was, okay, I, I thought it was just me. I'm like, it looks like they're kind of galloping. No, yeah. they're, they're, yeah, yeah, straight up galloping. Yeah. yeah, that was fantastic. There was a, there was a few things in this that were very clever and inventive and what you want to see from Pixar. You know, uh, and then there are some things that were disappointing, too. Do you want to go into the disappointing things? Like, what are you thinking of specifically? I was unimpressed with the story overall, I think. Okay. You know, I felt, and I keep going back to it, it felt very preschool to me. And maybe that's part of it, is that it's just so, it's such a it's such a simple story. You know, uh, other Pixar movies, yeah, sure, they're simple, too. But there was something about the momentum or the pacing that kept me attentive a little bit longer. And in this one, what is captivating to me, again, is that it's just so beautiful to look at. Mm. And so I was really annoyed with the storyline. And I was annoyed with the characters a few times, more than a few times. Uh, I had a couple eye-rolling moments. Which we will probably get into in the spoilers, I'm sure. You'll Mm -hmm. be able to get a little more specific about that. But overall, I thought it was a good story. And I think that kids will absolutely love it. But for me as an adult, there wasn't a lot there except for just to be completely blown away at how animation has been developing and and how they've been able to create the computer environments that can recreate our world in such a beautiful format the closing credits uh the first 10 minutes of the closing credits maybe are just environments that they created cg and it's in it's like a prime example of how incredible the the scenery work they did on this movie was uh watching those you know kind of scroll through in the credits and stuff it was it was i agree i totally agree it was absolutely gorgeous a lot of the Pixar movies or animated movies were kind of zoomed in on an environment like we're in a room and we're interacting with toys or we're, we're in a mind and we're interacting in a control room you know there's kind of like a zoomed in perspective mm-hmm. and even in Finding Nemo where we're in this vast ocean we're kind of zoomed into a scene not in this one in this one it is panned back and we're looking at the glory of our world like it's just a lot of gorgeous gorgeous which goes with scenes. the western themes you know westerns were very famous for the landscapes mm-hmm. and the different things that they did so i think that's and purposeful. it was beautiful it was really interesting to hear the western soundtrack mm-hmm. you know that was unexpected and kind of go oh we're on we're in the wild west you know okay yeah. That's unique. Yes, the very wild west. But as far dinosaurs as the, the things the I didn't like too is that I mean, we know that in storytelling you borrow from things always. There's maybe at some point in time there's original story and everybody's borrowed from that. Who knows? But in this one, it just seems like they borrowed from some really great Disney movies and Pixar movies that went before it. That like there's some characters that uh, you know. Um, where there's like tragic moments and you're like you've seen this before yeah. almost shot for shot yeah in the spoiler you know? section I, I definitely want to talk about that there is one scene specifically that is almost identical 
to another Disney animated film. And then you'll find, I, I read an article today where somebody was like uh, postulating that one of the, there's a scene where there's like a, like a dino attack scene, you know, where dinosaurs sort of attack each other. Mm-hmm. And they did it shot for shot for Jurassic Park. Oh, really? Like they went in and they just, they, it was like they were trying to pay homage to other movies. But mm. I don't know if that's true or not, but it was interesting too to think of the way that the article was written, it seemed like they were really giving a nod to all these different places. And I wonder if that's why I got lost in it is that they were trying to do all these kind of fun, clever inside the world. I don't know that it seemed intentional. Of. I don't think I don't it was intentional. I think it's just, I, I, like you said, I think there are some things that are always going to make for good story. And so you see some of those things repeating, but I did definitely, definitely pick up on that. Um, and was one of the things that, that kind of, I didn't like about the movie. Was it the, you know, kind of been there, done that feel of some of specifically the staging and the storytelling. What about you, Andrew? I want you to tell me if you agree with this or not. Something I've noticed in a lot of Pixar movies, whenever the main protagonist has an obstacle to overcome, like they'll come across a friend that they pick up along the way in this follow suit with that movie. But um, something I've noticed is a lot of time in these movies the friend that they pick up along the way is either going to be the funny one or the butt kicker, the one who just clears everything out. Yeah. And then whichever one they're not, that's the one that's main protagonist is going to follow. But in this movie, the supporting guy is both. He's the funny one and the butt kicker. So the main guy doesn't have anything to fall on. And for that reason, I really didn't care about him all that much. I guess that was my main complaint. I really didn't care about the main protagonist dinosaur at all. Yeah, because his main journey, at least as far as I can interpret, is, you know, like Pixar will pick up a theme. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I feel like this one's theme was about fear, like overcoming your fears. It's about family. Well, it's also about family, but they're all about family. <laughs> <laughs> no, very... It's about overcoming fear and realizing that you. Oh, it's totally... okay to be afraid. I mean, that's in there, but I totally disagree that that's the main theme. The main theme of this movie, it is interwoven throughout, and the key points are about understanding family and belonging, and the key crisis moment, we'll get into more of this on spoilers, the key crisis moment of this movie is understanding what family is and how to embrace family. I I'm... agree. I agree with what you're saying, but I think what he was trying to overcome was family, like or fear, rather. He yeah, was trying Danae to overcome fear in this. Like yeah. that, that was like his his hurdle. Like you're kind of saying, sure. like the thing that yeah. the protagonist had to grow into was not necessarily understanding that the was family. His Everest. I think Pixar is trying to tell the audience to understand family, but I think the character himself, this dinosaur, is trying well, to overcome fear. M- maybe this is part. Maybe this is one of the negative issues that that there is. Then is that maybe the themes weren't as clear as they wanted them to be. Story story wise and script wise, I think it's very clear that it, it wants to be family. But I agree. If you're going to find something with our main character like that he is trying to overcome and like he's trying to get through you do end up going to that fear thing to overcome a very specific fear you know for him in that movie but i think what they intended for him to be overcoming uh was the idea of his role in his family and how he fit into that family the whole picture of and i think you know what i'm talking about when i say picture of you know that this this movie is his missing piece of this family what is his role? Who is he? That's what I think they intended his crisis moment, his thing to be, is how he fit into his family dynamic. Maybe but I think that's they missed just something it, that you're struggling it. with yourself, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, but like him fitting into the family, the main issue is that it's all based around fear and that he's not able to overcome that. So. And I an think, aptitude. I it's think... not just fear. It's, it's also right from the beginning we see that he has trouble accomplishing things. Like he can't do what everybody else does. So he doesn't know where he fits. But because he, technically he can do those. 
but he's just afraid to do them. He wasn't afraid to do some of them. He just wasn't good at it. Fear was not in every every like crisis moment he had. Wasn't yeah, about uh, fear. I I beg to differ on that one. Okay, cool. I'll be in the minority on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that that. Yeah, I, every time that Today there was and I something, are overthrowing Aaron right now. Each time the main character, whose name is Arlo, each time he had to overcome something, he was he was afraid. I disagree. I totally disagree. And when we get into spoilers, let's let's bring this back up. Okay. Because I have examples that I have do. nothing to do with fear. I don't want to have a long conversation about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, would you recommend it? You know how how would you kind of recommend this film? Compared to the other Pixar movie that came out this year, this is definitely the lesser of the two. Oh, for sure, yeah. 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 Well, you, uh, Inside Out is your favorite Pixar movie of all time, isn't it? It, it. I think it actually has uh, replaced Finding Nemo as my, See, my favorite See, I still Pixar. think Finding Nemo is the best Pixar movie. Actually, Inside Out doesn't even make it into my top Pixar movies of all time. Like top five? No, not my top five. Really? Yeah. I'm guessing Incredibles is above it. Incredibles is above it. How many of the Toy Stories? First and third. Um, and then there was another one that's uh, Monsters, Monsters Inc. Wally, Wally is Wally's my number two. Ratatouille is actually my second least favorite. Really? Oh, I number love Ratatouille. One, number one is actually my number one least favorite is The Good Dinosaur. Wow, it's my I least would favorite not Pixar. put it that low. No, oh, I yeah. wouldn't. Pull, I wouldn't put it below the Cars movies. I may even. I put never it actually. Ab- never. I will say this: I never have seen a Cars movie. So I, I would put it above. I would probably put it just above Brave. For me, and I never saw Brave it, either. It reminded me a lot of Brave, actually, um, in that it was gorgeous, but the the story had some some issues in it. I think it was. I think it's a great movie. Um, I just think it's one of the lesser Pixar movies, but still a great film. Wait, is Incredibles Pixar or is it DreamWorks? No, Incredibles is Pixar. I just wanted to make sure about yeah. that. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I would recommend it. Um, I would recommend it if you wanted to go see it, like on a matinee or something. It's beautiful in 3D. It's it really is oh, a stunningly beautiful. I did not see it in 3D. I, I would recommend seeing it just just for that alone. Because if you love animation and that's something that you enjoy, I would definitely recommend it. I did get emotional a couple of times. There was a couple of moments when I was like, oh, that was touching. And I didn't want to get emotional. But I'm trying this new thing um, after watching Inside Out where I try to let sadness take over. And or whatever, you know, and I'm, I'm working on it. And so she mm-hmm. she was at the helm for a minute and I was like, whoa, that's like six huge tears. Too many. Pull back. <laughs> so maybe that's why, because I never had that moment because there's always that moment in a Pixar movie for me where the tears are like right there. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, it's about to happen. Not a single moment in this movie for me. I was happened. surprised that it happened because I was I was predicting so many of the ways this movie went as I was in it. That I wasn't enjoying it, like as I mentioned, but yeah, I think I would recommend it. I, especially, especially uh, if you've got a younger kid that you want to. I think this would be. A, if I was younger, I think I would really have enjoyed this because it's 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 a fun ride in a lot of ways. So here's a question for both of you: Is this a cookie cutter movie? Does it follow? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think this is the most cookie cutter movie I've. I, oh, I totally disagree. Re- really? Well, not not. I'm talking like you know dinosaurs. Like that's unique, but like. Um, Storyline wise, I feel like yes. Overcome, challenge um, here, challenge yeah, here, yeah, yeah. challenge here. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'd be that, more willing to say that. Yeah, about that. Not, I'm not talking like you know dinosaurs. Farming is one of the most <laughs> unique things I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, but I'm talking like uh, the way that like it follows suit. Like there's no obviously there's no crazy twist. There's right. no, and I think that's what we were talking about too. With we've been there, done that with the story. You know, like the the story does feel very structured, very similar to most stories that you see. It's a very unique story put on the bones of 
the most cookie cutter structure. Structure. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think that's I think that's well said. Okay. Um. Good. Yeah. I th- I think that uh, kind of sums up good dinosaur stuff. You want to talk a little about Patreon before we head into the next topic? We appreciate all of our Patreon supporters. Let me. I'm going to go and check out and see where we're at. Let me see if we've got any new supporters because we're getting really really close. Me. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. Andrew. You're I, one of our new supporters. I didn't realize I wasn't already. I'm like, they've been having me <laughs> on. I've been before. freeloading this entire time. <laughs> well, it just takes a few people giving uh, monthly support to make this possible. Um, we are getting closer and closer into our next goal. Uh, in fact, we're, we are at 24 patrons. And so we're, we have all these different goals. So when you go to patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae, or you can go to our website, AaronandDanae.com, and then click on Patreon. You'll see all of our milestones, which includes eventually getting to five days a week for our talk show here. Our internet streaming uh, includes video being added, uh, adding another person to the studio. So we've got a lot of really cool things in the future. But thank you to those who make it possible. And today we get to thank Andrew in person. So, Andrew, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yay! Thank you for doing what you do. It hurts to whistle. No. My lips hurt. (laughs) Too much Chick-fil-A. Poor you. Um, uh, I thought you were going to compare yourself to like the climbers on actual Everest. Like, yeah. I got frostbite. It's true. <laughs> if you've ever seen, you know, the Josh Brolin's character, you know, how he ends up. That's that's what I look did like you right see, now. Did you see the my photoshops that I did? The, that was, Did you actually do those? Yeah. You yeah. have insane Photoshop skills. I did skills. a really good job. Yeah, well, I'm did. just saying. The, my favorite one, I think, was the uh, cl- the, the bridge from uh, the roof of Chick-fil-A <laughs> to the top yeah. of Everest. Yeah. That was the best one. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Are people listening? Is there a place that they can go see those? Did you uh, put them on Twitter they're or on, anything? They're, they're public on my Facebook. Okay, So my Facebook is a public Facebook. So We should have put them on our Aaron and Denise page. You but. know what I should have done since my phone's plugged into our system? I should have muted it. That's what I should have done. This is like perfect. Are you? What's going? What's happening? Oh, that was my, that was could, my phone that ringing. That was the perfect Patreon oh. music too. Oh, <laughs> you missed it. You missed it. So you guys said you wanted to chat just a little bit about movies that are going to potentially be contending for some awards this year. And then as always on Sip Pop, we are going to go over our buried treasure a little bit here in a bit where we give you uh, something that's happening kind of like in our world, pop culture related app reviews, things like that. So we'll get to that here in just a minute. But first... Aaron and Andrew wanted to talk about awards. Now, I don't Yay. care at all about this. Yay. So I'm going to sit back and play a video game. No, you're not. You're going to interact and ask questions that come to your mind. That's what you're going to do. Okay, question number one. Why do you care? That's a great question, actually. Why do we care, Andrew? Do you think it just stems from a huge passion for movies and that once you get past a certain level, you have to compete to know what the best movie is? Like. I know what the best movie I've seen this year is. And right. I and then you get to a point like I know like from watching the Academy Awards and the Golden Globes, you're like, I know the way and the they Critics think. Choice Awards. Yeah. And you start to get yeah, Teen Choice Awards and all those. <laughs> um you get to the point where you're like, I from what I've seen, I know what movies they're going to nominate. And then right. you get to the point where you're like, I know what's gonna win best picture. I know who's gonna win best actor. And then you just get to that point where you feel like you're on the voting board and you're like, <laughs> I I predicted it. Because every single year on our, our podcast, I keep bringing up mine. I'm sorry. Um, no, you should. What's your podcast? You can go to Flick Freaks on iTunes and all forms of social media and especially on YouTube. Ta-da-da! Forward slash Flick Freaks. Um, anyway, what we do whenever <laughs> the Academy Awards and like the Golden Globes run around or the Emmys, we always make our predictions. And then at the end, we whoever had the best like the best bracket 
they uh, they get a free meal. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think for me, it matters for two reasons. Number one, I think it's recognition for the people who do hard work. You know, so like when a director wins Best Director, it's a way to say, well done, you know, great job. Number two, uh, we love ranking things. We love to yeah, kind of put things in rankers. order. So yeah. we want we want people to go, yeah, I agree with you, actually. I do think in- and- Inside Out was one of the best movies of the year. Or I do think, you know, Creed was one of the best movies of the year. You know, we, we yeah. want that affirmation. And, and I might add, we want to disagree if you disagree with us. We want to have that conversation and that little, you know. And Aaron, you are in the unique position of actually being able to vote. That is true. Your vote literally counts because you are one of the critics. Yeah, the Critics' Choice, the Awards, Critics Choice Awards, January 17th on A&E. Uh, I will be there in Los Angeles and uh, we'll we'll have our big shindig. Just something to keep in mind. If you follow him on Twitter, that's at Aaron Dicer and also his Periscope, which is at Aaron Dicer. He usually will do some pretty fun stuff. And one year he even brought his Google Glass and took yes. video while he was walking around. And that was fantastic. So, yes. Seth Rogen flipped nice. off my Google Glass. Oh, that's cool. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's like who... It's like- is that Google Glass? And then he did the Seth Rogen then he laugh. Flip the bird. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah. He's like, is it recording? He's like, yeah. And he flipped it off. All it right. was pretty awesome. Yeah. So there you go. Well, now that we know why you care, who are you looking forward to seeing on well, the list? This there's year? a couple. Yeah, and there's ex- a there's a lot. So let's just keep it short because otherwise I will go back to Clash of Clans. No, I know, and I because think- I've already picked it up and started playing while you guys are talking. <laughs> I just totally checked out. Uh, I think there's there's do a lot think, of. Do you think Danae should be the showrunner? She asks questions and then we just answer based on the questions. She or do you want us to actually? She can. What I was envisioning was to talk about a couple of the movies that have come out that we've seen that are going to be in those kind of contending slots. Definite contenders. Yeah. Okay. These are going to be contenders, and so there were three that came to mind. Um, one was Creed, which I think both of us have seen. I am so sorry, The Martian. You are no longer my movie of the year. Aww. Creed is now the best movie I've seen this year. I didn't see it. I, Aaron said it was awesome. I think yeah. it's great. It is It is close to as good as the first Rocky, it's which is not, saying a lot. It's the second best Rocky movie. Yeah. Hands down the second best. I, I think it's because there's so many homages to the original Rocky movie. Like, um, I, I won't go into spoilers, obviously, but uh, there's just like, oh, it's based on the bones of a Rocky movie. Like you can definitely feel it in the background, but in the end it's its own movie and it's such a good movie. And surprisingly, this may be Sylvester Stallone's best performance. It is of any movie ever. I think it's the best performance ever. I think he's incredible in this. I think Michael B. Jordan is amazing. Oh, he's so good. I've been waiting for him. Ripped. I've been waiting for him to live up to the promise I saw in Fruitvale station which was uh, the first movie I ever saw him in. He was genius in that. I and think the best performance besides this is um, Friday Night Lights for him. He's, I, I didn't even remember he was in that. He I was remember in, I like, liked the, him in the uh, very last two seasons. I liked him in Chronicle. Boring. Um, Chronicle was good. You know what's not good? Ooh, I need a, I need a Fantastic like, Four was not good. Yes. Button when you guys go too far. That's Here what you I need to do. Like, a little Here you okay. Go. Do you have a question for? There uh, you go, Danae. Oh, thank you, Aaron. You yes. have the soundboard. This comes from the chat. Well, do you think Mad Max will get an award? <laughs> yes, it will. Actually, yeah, Mad Max. Really? Yeah, it's it'll be. In the, yeah, it'll be in the contention for sure. I was Especially totally in the visual awards. I, it, I in fact, it's almost is... guaranteed some of the visual and sound awards. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's definitely well respected. I would go. It's going to win for best costume design and best makeup. Could could win those as because well. Because the Immortal Joe like costume and makeup was brilliant. And Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron's probably going to get a nomination for best. Uh, I don't think she will, act. but she she could. I mean, she sh- she should get something. She's incredible in it. But yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think the performances in Creed are great. I think the movie's great, and I think it's definitely one that, that we'll see around that time. I have four movies that are guaranteed to be nominated for Best. Name them. Uh, best Picture, we have Creed is going to get a nomination. The Martian, Steve Jobs, and uh, Everest are probably all going to get Best Picture nominations. I don't think Ever- I, Everest won't get a Best Picture nomination. You don't nom- think so? You don't think no. so? I no, think I, the, the buzz on Everest is that it was a flop. Really? Critically. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, I it, was it was awful. In the <laughs> no, real like story the, part the of real it. Sto- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's hard to watch a movie and be like, oh, this is awesome, but it really happened. This is awful. The same, you know. Yeah. That was a little conflictive. Everest won't get a nomination. Those others are likely to. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think in general, what we'll see with Everest is that it won't even show up. That is unfortunate because I thought Everest was like, I cried really hard in that movie. Yeah. The two that I saw recently that I think will show up are Trumbo, which is Brian Cranston Brian as movie. a screenwriter who was blacklisted during the time when Hollywood was blacklisting the, the Communist. communists. Uh, the Red Menace, yeah. and it is a genius performance in a wonderful and funny script in a very meaningful you know, theme, and I think it's something that's really going to appeal to not only audiences, but specifically those who vote on these awards, because it has to do with him being you know, honored, even though he was you know, blacklisted for you know, basically just something he believed. It's not like something he was acting on. It was something he believed. He believed in some of the tenets of communism. It wasn't like he was threatening, you know, national security. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. It's very okay. Moving on. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to test it and see what it would happen. It works. It works. I. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the other one is the other one is Brooklyn, and I don't know if you've heard anything about this movie, but it's about an Irish girl who uh, moves to America, moves to Brooklyn, and it is one of the simplest girl moves to Brooklyn. Here's her life stories I've ever seen, but the performances and the relationship and the atmosphere is so incredible that it's just, it's almost a transcendent movie experience. And I love it when a movie can tell a very simple story, but you're still engaged and compelled. I think she will be nominated for Best Actress. Didn't Hornby, the guy who did like a... What was the John Cusack movie? High Fidelity. Didn't he do Brooklyn as well? I'm not sure. I'll have to look it I'm up. not sure. You'll have to look that one up. But I think she'll be nominated, and I forget her name. Because uh, uh, I've never really Sorce, seen uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorce Ronan. Yeah, she was incredible. Yep, Nick Hornby. I win. Nicely done. Ding, ding, ding. You got, you've got it right there. How do I do that? That's correct answer. Oh, Don Noel Gleason was in that as well, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Sure was. Okay. There you go. You did it. You re- did a good job, guys. The relationship she has to uh, her love interest in this movie is one of the most compelling and real, and just you're just rooting for it. And it's I just I thought this was a beautiful and wonderful movie, and I do think it'll get nominated for Best Picture. As Here's well. another movie that popped up in the chat: uh, Crimson Peak. Visual. It'll get nominated for some visual stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but nothing other than that. Well, that's because. Think. Do you, do you really just expect anything less from Guillermo del Toro? His movies are always visually striking. Did you see Crimson Peak? I've seen parts of it, actually. It is even more visually striking than I've ever seen him be. It is gorgeous. Like I don't it, think anything will ever beat Pan's Labyrinth as I far as beats, art style. I think it beats Pan's Labyrinth. Wow. I really do. But um, but again, Pan's Labyrinth is so weird. Like It's, it's, it's unrealistic. It's different from anything yeah, he's yeah. ever done. Yeah. And Crimson Peak just felt very... Uh, legitimate, but yet still crazy beautiful. So because whenever you hear Guillermo del Toro, you automatically think either uh, Pacific Rim or Hellboy. But me, I think Pan's Labyrinth is his best movie. 
Um, one you didn't mention is a guarantee that I haven't seen yet. Neither of us have seen Spotlight. But it is Spotlight. Yeah. And actually, right now, it is the odds-on favorite to win Best Picture. I think Krampus will win Best Picture. <laughs> I cannot wait to see this movie. It looks so good. What do you guys think about Inside Out? No. Oh, uh, it's going to win Best Animated. It will win Best Animated Feature. Do you think it's it, going to be nominated is, for Best no. It will be Picture? nominated for Best Picture. Really? It will be. It mm. will be nominated for Best Picture. It will uh, possibly win Best uh, Original Screenplay. It is the one that, that it has a lot of buzz on. And Here, Best Score. That Giacano score in Inside Out is perfection. Okay, here's a, a question for you, and this may be a little ridiculous because neither of us have seen this movie. It's all just hype right now. Mm-hmm. Is Star Wars going to get a Best Picture nomination? Ooh. It could. There's certainly that buzz, uh, and here's the thing: nobody's seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Not even like one, the special one person critic. Has seen well, it. that's true. There is one person who saw and an early, now uh, early cut. Away. Has he passed away? Yeah, yeah. he died. Okay. I he think saw, two and weeks he also ago. saw an early cut. J.J. Abrams just turned in his locked cut like three yeah. weeks ago. Like he, I mean, it's well, he saw the uncut version. He saw, yeah, he saw just right. whatever they had put together. Right. He was able to see that. We're talking about a, a young kid. I think he was like maybe 30 something years old and he has a rare can he had a rare cancer and um he was holding on to see star wars and he was like i'm not gonna make it so there was this petition that was put out and a couple of the actors and actresses from the movie yeah uh tweeted and said hey can is there anything we can do and they went to his house and they had a screen they screened it for him and then i think it was just within a couple of weeks he passed away so yeah, the so, only person on the planet to have seen it and 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 like i said they haven't announced any press screenings yet um, so like nobody's seen it, so it's so hard to know what people are going to think about it if they think it's really next Let's level. All because pause for a moment. that will be that will be determined by how thematically beautiful it is, how right. you know how the story works, all that stuff. It will will determine if it's next level. I'm wondering how J.J. Abrams feels. I'm sure every director has like a post, <laughs> like a like a feeling after they've created something and they've directed all the actors and actresses and they put this whole thing together and they've got the vision and they're they're directing it all you mm-hmm. know i'm sure that they yeah. all have a, like a post letdown you know like lord of the rings finishes up and all this stuff kind of happens and the director's like oh it's like a little sad i'm i think we shall take a moment well, for jj abrams i don't know if peter jackson knew how big those lord of the rings movies were going to be especially after the first one he didn't realize yeah i don't think he but knew. with star wars sure jj abrams has done star trek but this is I know. This is I wonder the how epitome. he's feeling. There, I don't think it's exaggeration to say it is probably the most pressure on any director of all time. Of all time. I, that's I, I what, really that's what I'm thinking. I mean, a lot of the because rings, it's Peter Star Jackson, Wars, Jackson was pretty that there's was, pressure there for sure. I would put it with that, but I think this is I don't know because But what makes it even next level pressure is that Star Wars was already beloved and then it tarnished its legacy yeah. with the prequels. And now it's trying to come back. There's like this comeback story to it that is oh, also on, and all in recent history, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas like Lord of the Rings, it was tarnished. Well, at least Hobbit was a few times, and, and <laughs> then TV movies and tarnished and again. I guess. Yeah. Because well, um, at first I'm like, man, uh, Colin Trevorrow, man, he's got a lot of waiting on his shoulders with Jurassic World, and then I heard J.J. Abrams is making a new Star Wars movie. I'm like, <laughs> whoa, okay. You, as soon as this movie comes out, you have to lock yourself in a room because other people are going to want to tear you apart because they love the movie or they're going to want to tear you apart because they hated the movie. Do you think it's just not safe for you anymore? Do you think that they should stop making awards every year? 
No. And just do them every few years? No. What would Aaron and I do? <laughs> here's where. Here's what I think you're saying, and I actually will agree with this. I'm just kind of I think I'm they should wait longer. I, I think. I, I think it might. It could be. But then wouldn't that wouldn't that mean that it wouldn't be every year? You if think they it should be like the Olympics or the World Cup? Just yes. No, 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 no. I do. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Maybe you weren't saying this, but here's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think they should do them every year, but for the year before. So like they in do. in like in like the summer, like the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. Once everything's kind of settled in and you've really got to feel... Because right now, like for instance, The Revenant's come up in the chat. Uh, Joy is another movie coming out, the David O. Russell yeah. movie that's coming out. Yeah. These are movies that haven't even seen the light of day that aren't even in the conversation yet, but I'm going to see them boom, 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 and have to make a call. Whereas opposed, you give a little bit of more time for it to kind of awards, seep in. It's called award season where the movies that are going to be like coming out for award nominations that just started, what, a month ago? Mm-hmm. We're all uh, these big award contenders. I, I don't know if the movie Bridge of Spies is even going to be an award contender. It'll, it'll, it'll be nominated for Best, best Picture. picture. I best Director so. yeah. was Steven Spielberg. Actor Tom Hanks. I happen to be looking at a website right now. Please don't think <laughs> yeah. I know these in my mind. And the, uh, the Coen brothers wrote that, didn't they? Yes, they did. So yeah, it has the trifecta right there. Yeah, Spielberg, Hanks, Coen Brothers. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be nominated uh, in in a lot of ways. But what I'm saying is, it just it's such a rush at the end of the year. There might be something with taking a little bit of a breath and letting movies sink in a little bit more. It'll never happen. It'll never so happen in a million years. But the award season should just be pushed a couple months so we can digest what we just saw. Yes. Okay. I understand yeah. what you're or, saying. Or how about this? A secondary award show. That is like that happens that happens either five or ten years after. So like you do the Oscars, the decade, and then maybe you do it with the Oscars. You do best picture. So like this year, you do best picture of two thousand five again, yeah. and you'd have people vote knowing what they know now about the movies that came out in two thousand five. That would be interesting because I bet things would change because time changes things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shawshank would win its year now. I'm just saying that. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 amazing how that happens. You, you, I don't think it would st- it beat for, or Forrest Gump beat Shawshank, didn't it? I don't think so. I thought those were different years. I think it was Forrest. I have no idea. I'm speaking out of ignorance. So, okay. but anywho, but yeah, anyway, that so would there be, might be something interesting. I kind interesting of agree there. with you. I think they should add a category, not an award right. season, but just a category like best movie of the decade, and like. Every t- every decade, like whenever it comes up, just have that big award. That would draw so many. I think so too. I think they should have a public vote. They do. It's the People's Choice Awards. Yeah, that's really. They, yeah, they have the the People's well, Choice. Well, how awards. come Leonardo DiCaprio hasn't won that one? <laughs> he probably has. I'll guarantee you, he's won pl- a plethora of People's Choice Awards. I'm going. I'm going out right now and saying this is his year that he will win for the Revenant. I think it's time. I think people are feeling like it's time for him to win. I think he's going to lose to Johnny Depp in Black Mass. As much as I did not like that movie, his, his performance, performance is incredible. Was incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but then we have this thing, right, where it's like, Again, I is it really Revenant. an award, or is it that, mm, I think it's this person's time now. You it's, know? And that's what makes there it is human. A lot of, there's a lot of political... Yeah, that's what makes it human, because yeah. it's humans picking this, and they can do whatever... And believe me, I'm one of them now. I can the use elite. what... I can use whatever reasoning I want to put whatever you know, choices I put in there. You know, for me, I want to look at it as objectively as possible and say, you know, what's, what do I think is the best? Who dirt, who deserves it? Who earns it? But not everybody has to do that. All I know is I'm actually more excited for DiCaprio's next movie after Revenant. The Devil Which is? The Devil in the White City. Oh. The life story of H.H. H. Holmes. Scorsese's Ooh. making that movie with him. It's a really good book. It's not my, it's not my, uh, 
buried it's treasure. It's not my buried treasure. Obviously, the book came out like what 50, 60 years Speaking ago. Speaking of buried treasure, let's get on How'd you towards like that, that segue? here in just a second. <laughs> Nicely Any done. last thoughts on this year's award ceremonies? Other Aaron, like things that you're thinking about as you're Dark going horses. to LA, Dark Horses, yeah, whatever you guys want to chat about right before we had a into the final segment. I actually had something in my brain and I've lost it, but I, it, it is going to be an interesting year for awards. Uh, like I said, there are a lot of movies coming out late uh, that people just haven't even seen yet. Uh, that could do a lot of last second shakeup. I think that, that last year taught us that the front runner doesn't always win. Yeah. Uh, and so just because everybody's saying spotlight, spotlight, spotlight does not mean the Revenant couldn't you know come yeah. from behind and win or, or something else even more crazy i have a dark horse what's your dark horse straight out of compton that that's a legitimate dark horse um i think trumbo's my dark horse i don't think it'll get nominated for best picture but it could pick up again because i think it's one of those movies that hollywood loves especially even if you know the audience because doesn't. it's about hollywood because it's about hollywood and it's um it's about something they care about yeah so that's that would be my dark horse but i, I think it's i definitely think it's going to be interesting and uh it's going to be a good i'll just say it's going to be in a good award season yeah because i think two or three years ago whenever the artist came out that was like my least favorite season for awards didn't care for the artist and yeah but this one's going to be good i'm really excited to see what comes out uh concussion is still to come out that could get some buzz oh yeah that's a will smith Smith, the football concussion movie so there's there's a lot of stuff still to happen. Um, and we didn't even mention like Eddie Redmayne in The Danish Girl. Eddie Redmayne always gets nominated for everything he does. And this is another big one. Do you think that the Academy Award puts too much like love to biopic films? Yes. Yeah. I do. I do. And, and not enough love to comedies yeah. and not enough love to animated films. I think that they, they because comedies and animated films are kind of seen as a subgenre, that they don't necessarily see them in the race for big picture. A That's lot of why times. I like the Golden Globes because they have a comedy section. That's true. That's true. Um, I did remember what I was going to say. Question for you guys: yeah. One of the uh, performances that are being pushed this year, I don't think they'll sneak into nominations, but it's for a little movie called Tangerine. Animated? And, no, 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 no drama. Uh, it's a movie called Tangerine. The two performances are uh, biologically men who identify themselves as women, so transgendered. They are submitting them for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress, Biologically Men. Do you see, in the future, a place where actor and actress categories are merged or no longer split because of gender issues in gender politics? What's the uh, name of the performer in Orange is the New Black? Uh, it's, uh... I, don't, I don't remember her name, but yeah. But uh, she was born a man, and mm-hmm. now she is a woman, so she is put in the female category. So right. I think that if these people perceive themselves as female, then they should be put in the female category. But I don't think that we're going to see a time where it's just best human performance. Yeah, I wonder if there will be a time. I do. I think down the road there I would will be like a to see best that. performance, and they'll stop dividing between actor, actor and actress. I think, I think that they should do that because I think that there is something underneath it that's about gender inequality. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about transgender issues no, at all. No, gender equality just, in, e- in, there's yeah, a, in There's general. such an inequality kind of conversation that continues to happen and is a realistic thing. Laverne Cox. So, that's who okay. it is. Yeah, I, I just think I just think that's I something to look out for. Something to you know, kind of keep your eyes on because gender gender issues and gender identity is like the next big cultural but it, but it, crossroads. But I think before that, it needs to be just an understanding of what it means to 
like have equality in pay, have equality in, you know, like the ability to do certain things. Like I don't get paid the same as a male for any job that I've ever worked, you know, uh, where it's going to be going into like a field or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's something Which is that, so archaic. And and that's interesting. <laughs> but now, it's not. It's modern. I mean, and, it's, I, <laughs> I mean, now I did work at Taco Bell, so I did get paid the same. Because I think that's the law. Yeah, minimum Which wage. Is the lowest that they can pay you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there are some jobs. But, and it's it just, it's interesting as I get older that I realize how much of an issue that it is and how the inequality issue is so, is really prevalent. So I, I would, even though transgender issues are getting a lot of attention, it is because there is this inequality feel to it exactly. all. So yeah, I, think I would right. hope that that gets addressed. Excuse me, that gets addressed soon. Um, but. I mean, soon being maybe in the next 50 years, we might see <laughs> a pay raise by a little bit. But I am enjoying that some of the female, like I think I just watched a couple of speeches over the last couple of years. Um, but was it? Oh, I can't think of her name. Um, she. Politician, actress. Uh, actress. I'm not going to think of her name, but her acceptance speech was about equality. She she took the platform and she took that time to talk about equality. Ooh, it, that was um, it wasn't Jennifer Lawrence, but she's done it too. Yeah, um, and she's also gay and, and I know no Jody one knew Foster. it. Jodie Foster. It was yeah. her speech was really powerful. There's been a few recently, so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's it's going to be something to keep an eye on for sure. All right, you guys ready for some buried treasure? See. All right. Whee. Andrew, why don't you start us off? Flee. My buried treasure is a new Netflix original series based on the Marvel superhero, Jessica Jones. Did you like Jessica Jones? Loved it. Okay. It is hands down the darkest thing Marvel has ever done. Right. It is not, 100% not family friendly. There is sex, drug, and alcohol abuse. There is rape. It is dark. It is a very, very dark show. But the performances in this show are mind-blowingly good, especially David Tennant, who we all know as Doctor Who. He is pretty darn evil in this, and his performance is just, it's up there with, like, Hannibal Lecter as far as eerie and creepy, Mm -hmm. you know? Not, like, saying it's grandiose as Hannibal Lecter and Anthony Hopkins, but, like, you get that same vibe of just just staring at him, makes you just, makes your hairs prickle. It's great, great show. And the fact that it's not about superheroes. Like, they're there... But it's all about just li- everyday life choices and how you deal with trauma. Is this stuff. in the Daredevil universe? Yes. Okay, because Netflix did Daredevil, and I thought technically some... Daredevil, and that's that's st- still in the Marvel universe because they still talk about the Avengers sure, destroying sure. Yeah, yeah, New yeah. York. Yeah, but no, yeah, no, no. It's it takes place in Hell's Kitchen, which also is where De- Daredevil. That's is. what I meant. I mean, I mean, yes. I'm I'm seeing these Netflix series as a continuation of mm-hmm. each other because I think they're all going to come together in a future season as well with Daredevil and Jessica Jones and. Yeah. And those kind of things. So when Daredevil came out, I thought the same thing, which was, wow, this is darker than Marvel usually goes. This is even darker than Daredevil, and I thought dark Daredevil was So it's interesting dark. that they're making that choice, right? That they're yeah. specifically saying, okay, Netflix is the place we're going to do the adult versions of our shows. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I definitely find that interesting. Danae, what's your buried treasure? Well, I'll give my Google Opinion Rewards app update. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, okay, and my okay Google feature just popped up on my phone. So (laughs) let me clear that. So those of you who do not know, Google Opinion Rewards is an app where you can answer surveys. You get like a push notification, and then it gives you uh, 
money, digital money that you can spend in Google Play. So, so far I've earned $12.87. And the reason I bring that up is because this app that I'm going to chat about just real briefly, it costs a little bit of money. There is a free version, but I found Viva Video Pro. And I was just looking for an app that I could edit video. My video editor stopped working. So I thought I'd check out a new one. And it has so many amazing features. I've sort of like, I'm at the point where I'm kind of overwhelmed with how many options there are. Uh, You can make like little video clips uh, with music. So like for those of you that have like maybe watched on Instagram or something and you see that they've got the music in the background or, you know, that's like got their own uh, kind of music beds to it. You can also do like dub smash with it where you like choose your own quotes and music that you can. Music video, you can add your own text onto it. So it's really comprehensive and it's all on a mobile device. And it was like two ninety nine, I think. So it wasn't like it was $15 or anything. It was yeah. pretty affordable, all things considered. And there is a free version that you can set uh, set up. So Viva Video Pro is that one. And then uh, I also wanted to recommend a game today that I've been testing for a few uh, months now. It's called Loop. And the symbol on it looks like an infinity sign. And basically it's a puzzle game. Um, it's really, really fun to do and mindless. <laughs> and you just make sure that all the lines are somehow connected. So you just have to tap the screen and it shifts all the puzzle pieces, you know, 90 degrees around in a circle mm. until they click into place. And you just have to keep moving them all until they appear in the right order. And so it's a really simple one. I wanted to get past level 100 just to see kind of how it kept playing. And it's really great. So that one's Loop, and that one I think is free. Is that one Did of those you... games you could play and then you realize seven hours has gone by? Yes. <laughs> it is like that. Absolutely. Did you just do Two Buried Treasures? Yeah. How dare you? No. Just hey. break format like that. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. You guys went on and on and on about your movie stuff. <laughs> That's right. I the wanted least to have we can a... give you there is an extra more buried pop... treasure. There's more to pop culture than uh, movies, movies, movies. It's true. Yeah, there's television and video games. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I have been playing Call of Duty 3. In that order. Oh, the newest uh, Black, Black Ops She's going 3? for a third. She's going for a third buried treasure. Can I tell you a story? <laughs> yes. Can I tell you a story? <laughs> yes, Okay, so do. they have this uh, zombie mode. Mm, I love the zombie mode. Okay, so you, you've got your normal gameplay on Call of Duty where you're like, you know, you're in your camo and you're in your military. You go around on your map and you shoot the other team. But in zombie mode, it's kind of like you have a campaign that's like accomplish missions and also stay alive. So my friend that's staying with me right now, she loves zombies. And so, and, and I love campaigns. And so we're like, oh, we should try it and see what happens. So we start the round. We have no idea what's about to happen. And... We're like wandering around this little alley where you start, you start from this alley and she turns around on her screen and there's like seven zombies in her face. <laughs> and I turned around on my screen, also zombies. And we both start screaming at the top of our lungs. So we're screaming and shooting and, you know, zombie limbs are flying. And it was just like, and afterwards we're like, we had to recover. We're like, okay, okay, we can do this. And then the next wave of zombies start coming. We're screaming. That's how we're like, Justin, my husband took video of it because we were screaming. Oh, wow. Like, I mean, it was the most girly screaming I've done maybe ever. Maybe since like One Direction's last album came out or something like that. I'm not that kind of a girl. I know, I know. Okay. But you're you're talking about screaming okay. like that kind of a girl. Okay. So This was terrified for my <laughs> digital life. It's very different it's than One Direction. I'm serious. It's hard for me to tell the difference. There are no respawns in zombie mode, Aaron. Come on. (laughs) All right. Sorry. That was my, I guess I took three buried treasures. My bad. No, that's good. That's good. All good stuff. I did have, the reason I mentioned it is I had more questions. I'm not quite done yet. PlayStation 4, if you have it and you want to play Call of Duty with me, 
you have to find me. Uh, I think my ID is like Turtle. T-Y-R-T-L-E and then a D. Turtle D. Turtle D. That's All right. me. Okay. Two turtle doves. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I wanted Aaron. to ask about the video app. That's so I was like, have we gone on to another one? Because I, I wanted to ask, do they do animated GIFs? I have. Oh, what do you mean? Like, do they like create if you have them? a video? Does would it like do like a GIF meme or something like that? Like where you could turn your own, you know, thing into. I know there are apps that do that, but I wonder if they included that in this one. It seems so, you know, um, inclusive. It seems to, like it's got so many things. Well, I, if it I will. While you talk about yours, I'll mess around in here and see if I can figure out if there's a GIF option. The buried treasure that I have is a movie that will not be in any of the awards, will not get nominated for anything, but it just came out on video and it was a one of the surprise uh, likes for me during this year. I found it wonderfully intense. I found Pierce Brosnan really fun in it. It is called No Escape. No Escape. And uh, it is now out on DVD and I think it's one of those buried treasure movies that you may may just kind of floated by you, but you can pick it up on Redbox or Netflix or Netflix it or something and uh, might have a good time with that because it is... Really intense. Did you ever get a chance to see it? Owen Wilson as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it stars Owen Wilson. I just got it, and I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to either probably this weekend I'll watch it. Very excited to. Yeah, and I, I hope it's one of those movies I've tried to be careful not to build it up too much. This is not like it's like a. It's gr- a fun movie. It's just a fun movie to put in and go along for the ride. It's, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying they're the exact same, but it's sort of like the Expendable movies. You're not wanting a <laughs> good movie. You're wanting a fun movie. I wouldn't put those on the same page at all. But no, yeah. I'm saying. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I do you're not what expecting you're this critically acclaimed masterpiece. Right. You just want to have a good time. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean when I say that. Okay. There. Yeah, and there are moments in this movie that are emotionally compelling as well. Like, I think what it is a movie like this has going for it. So, like a movie like The Expendables has like the over the top, everything's crazy thing yeah. going for it. This movie has going for it the what if that was me? What Ooh. if I were in that situation? Would I be able to do that? Would I be able to, you know, uh, I don't want to give, I don't want to give plot points away, but there are just these moments where you're like, wow, that's, you know, to put yourself in that, those shoes and to think about how you would survive a, you know, something like that. Do you think that you uh, invested more into it because you're a family man or do you think that it was just, okay. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I think him having his kids there in this, uh, because it's a coup. Yeah. There's a coup that happens where he's staying as an American businessman and uh, and you find out more about it, but you know he's got his family there, and they have to escape a situation where people are trying to kill all Americans. Yeah, you know, so it's pretty intense, pretty amazing in that way. I cannot wait to see this movie. They well, do have a Vine option, well, it might and be I think similar. on Vine they I, that might just be the length of time. Sorry to go back to the you know, to try to answer your question. So I don't know if it works or not, but it might just be like this, just the length of time for Vine. So I don't know if it automatically loops. I'm testing it right now. <laughs> Pretty much vines are just audio gifs. That's all they are. Gifs with audio. That's, that's pretty much true. And it's pronounced gif. <gasps> Whoa. So I don't Whoa. know if it automatically loops. It does not automatically loop. Okay. I'm sorry, friend. That's all right. The music has begun. Aww. We have started our final final push descent. towards the conclusion. The final it's descent. The final countdown. <laughs> Um, oh, we need to talk about what movie we're going to watch for next oh, week's segment. Oh, yeah, we do. We totally forgot that. We will do that here on the exit. Yes, we will. Thank you in the chat for reminding us that we had something to I do. I just looked over I just looked over that and realized that we skipped over that to go to Buried Treasure. But yes, we are going to be doing a Danae Finally Sees next week. Now, Ooh. I have not seen in the top. There's three in the top. The, the, we mentioned The Godfather. And what was the other one? 
Lawrence of Arabia. And then the other one was Singing in the Rain. I don't think I've actually seen Singing in the Rain. You told me you had. I thought that I had, but that was not the same one, right? Because you we watched well, then one. Singing in the Rain is winning. It, is that it, the one? Is that the one that we watched uh, where there's like dancing? Uh-huh. Uh huh. What's the other song? The Make them laugh. The morning song. Good morning. Good, good morning. Mo- is that the yeah, one? Yeah. Okay, I have seen. Okay, that one. all right. I thought you had. I just, for a split second, I was like, did I? Did I not? I don't know. I've already dumped it from my memory, apparently. (laughs) Well, I know which one I'm going to vote for. I'm going to vote that you see Lawrence of Arabia. Okay, that's one vote for Lawrence of Arabia in this room. So, Aaron, um, I get get to vote too, right? Yeah, go ahead. I honestly just think that Godfather is going to be too heavy for a first movie like this. Yeah. I don't know what to expect. That's the thing. The other one you mentioned was Goodfellas, a lot of people are saying as well. Yes, Goodfellas. What is wrong? Why are you trying to do this to today? <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for having my best do interest in mind. Do I amuse you? <laughs> Am I a clown to you? I think it's that it was a... Um, I think it was that it was a classic, you know, one that everybody said that they've seen. I wish I would have gone onto this poll and put some of the ones up that I haven't seen. Like, for example, Titanic. I haven't seen Titanic. Titanic's on the poll. Oh, you can skip but- it. Um, Titanic is on the poll. Yeah. Oh, so it's not just those three movies. There's more on the poll. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more that have oh, been listed. Okay. I thought it was just I thought three. I'm going for the top. And you can pick your... Uh, Guys, can you tell we do not have a plan is at the moment? Is there a URL people can go to to find it's this? It's in our band Well, we're group. picking it right now. Yeah. So, oh, like, right it's, now. Yeah. yeah the it's time. time to so vote is gotta... over. Godfather uh, is still in the, uh, the lead other than Singing in the Rain. Uh, Titanic is next. Um... Anything from actually anything from Monty Python is now tied with Godfather, so we Have could you pick seen a, Holy Grail. We could no. pick a Monty Python. Oh, that might be the one. I think Holy Grail. Holy Grail might be the one. What? Because uh, To Kill a Mockingbird is also tied now. Haven't seen that one. Um, I read the book. Well, it's Shutter Island, Shawshank. Have you seen? I've seen Sha- Shawshank. You've seen Shawshank. Yeah. I was underwhelmed by Shutter Island. You guys both got excited on Holy Grail. Yeah, it's Holy Grail. Holy Grail. It's yeah. Holy Grail. All Danae right. finally Final. sees Monty Yay. Python Holy Grail. and the Holy Grail. All right. So if you will watch this right along with us, I will try to let you guys know what night I'm watching it. And it was mentioned that I should do some sort of like a live streaming of it. I may be just jumping into the band chat or something like that and maybe making some sort of a digital event. I'll keep you updated. So watch band for more updates there. I, we I, do have a Sift Pop band. So search for Sift Pop when you go get your band app. Excited to chat about it next week. And I, I love the idea of doing commentaries. But when you're seeing something for the first time, I think that's the wrong time to try to talk during it. No, you know? no. Chat. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying you're absolutely chat. right. Yeah. Do like, you know, something in band. And then that I can be like, what just happened? Was that a rabid bunny? <laughs> See, now you're going to get all these cultural references I that know. people are throwing around Everyone, all the time. Everyone all the time does these things. Is the bunny the one in the Holy Grail? Yeah. yeah. See, okay. So I, I kind of know what's going to happen, but I have, oh my goodness. I, you have no idea what you're in store for. I have for. no idea what's going to no be idea. happening. This movie is just an hour and 45 minute cultural reference. That's the movie. It really okay. is. And it has been for 30 years i mean or more i mean it's just it's crazy i remember being you know in high school and just quoting you know the holy grail so good stuff all right do we miss anything else no i think that's it thank you guys for joining us for another episode of sif pop if you would like to hear the spoiler episode we do record those and they are in your sif pop podcast feed on itunes or stitcher we'll catch you guys next week for episode number 26 where we will be reviewing monty python and the holy grail 
in a new segment called Danae Finally Sees. And um, what other movie? We're not sure. We'll let you know. I'm not Next sure. Next week? Yeah. It's you know? uh, Heart of the Sea. It's Heart the, the, sea. Mo- the Moby Dick movie. Yeah, that's so. the true story of the- Another possible awards contender, by the way. It's getting some buzz. Great. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a good day. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.